I was going to start the episode, but I didn't. By the way, welcome to the Jerk Press Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Let's do this One thing. Edit. One edit. One edit. Let's do this thing before I get the thing. We can't linger. I'm getting the finger. Let's make it legit. I'm going to get the digit. Let's roll. I got a date for my butthole. Let's have funds <laughs> before I open the buns. This one was a humdinger. I've got a big finger coming. And where was it? Uh, where Where's the last one? Oh, uh, humdinger. Let's make it right. Let's roll. Uh, wait. I love you. Fucked up. Hold on. Let's do this thing. Got the thing. My notes. My notes got fucked up. <laughs> Let's see. And it was such a hot ender. Uh, wait. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Jerk, 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 jerk. Check, check. That old man checking. That old man <laughs> river. I love that song. Check, check, check. Sung by. Don't make don't make me guess because I don't want to sound like a racist. No 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 no. Uh, I wouldn't think uh, he was huge on Broadway. Son of a bitch. Anyway, you know me in my twenties, Broadway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he was a game changer. Oh, uh, Paul, Paul Robeson. Paul Anka. Paul Robeson. No, Paul Anka. It was Paul Anka. Uh, the Four He's Seasons. He's like a crooner. He would have been like. He's a crooner. He's a white Italian crooner. Oh. They have a bass guy talking about the old man, old river. man river. I just mix our R&B, I think, with a little. And, and then you have a character that comes out as Old Man River and does a, a funky breakdown. Oh, that isn't. I've, I've, you know, dissed rap you're names. talking to. Yeah, we love personifying rivers. Old Man River as a rap name is D. Ope, if I can say that. Uh, you I mean, have to you kind can of drop some it. vowels out. You can yes. put some numbers in. RVR. RVR. River. Old Man River. Uh, put an E on river. the end of old. So it's really yeah, old? Oh, do like a ye old. Do the old, yeah, but not drop the ye. You can. that's taken. Trademarked. You can make it gender neutral. Old they river. <laughs> old they river. Or they them. <laughs> old them river. I'm not sure. The... Uh, I know that's the preferred pronouns, but I don't you get, know the then you, difference of they and them. You get into Kaufman-esque levels of rap funk if yeah. one show is someone who identifies as a man, and then the next show is someone who identifies as a woman. Same songs. But this person identifies if, as a river. As a, but So then it, a gender-neutral river. Old river. Exactly. Rivers flow. Flow, ebbs and flows. Yep. So one show you get Ike, and you're like, ah, I paid for this shit. Ike is the river, and then the next show, Tina, and dropping oh. it, and you're like, this is the show. Tina trumps Ike all day, every day. <laughs> every who's day. an Ike fan? I'm not even talking about the domestic <laughs> abuse, but like, who's got Ike's solo work? You know? Right. No, his his early his early work when early he was just Ikes. working it out. 
when he was singing a lot of people don't know he was the hype man for ike eisenhower vote for eisenhower no i like uh like my ike ike is right like oh man you need a do you need a tina because my name is ike i like ike Let's go fly a kite. Like, ooh, you got a lot of Fly a kite. <laughs> Mr. Turner. Fly a kite to Normandy. You got to drop <laughs> some got, soldiers off a, that kite. It's a box kite with Ike's face on it. I would pay. You know you know, I love presidential memorabilia. I haven't seen a presidential kite, but uh, they presidential, exist. Oh, oh, they have to, right? They have to. I'm over, like, the mass-produced presidential shit, but, like, if you had money and you were wasteful, like the old timey stuff where they're like actually on the campaign trail and they're right. like, if you come out to this event, everybody gets a, a James Garfield set of tap shoes. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that shit. Like if it's you come, like, yeah. everybody gets a James Garfield phone and it's a fat butted James Garfield. <laughs> That's laying down fun. and you take it off. You can mass produce you, that one, but you gotta turn the crank on it. Yeah, it's an old timey. His 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 you know nose is like the old timey. You know you have to put the piece to the <laughs> talking mouth. To that cone. Uh, yeah, the cone. That operator cone. put me through. Um, wow, this is a bad connection. What's this one? Of them cheap Garfield phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry. Throw it in the landfill. I'll call you back on my. Uh, uh, what other kind of phone <laughs> would be... you have? I got to put my Ike kite up in the air and, you know, get a better <laughs> reception. Lightning. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Tie my JFK key to it. Oh, key to the cheating suite. Just do it, yeah. <laughs> Cheat suite. JFK cheated in this suite. <laughs> this is the room JFK cheated with his wife. Honey. All rooms. Honey. No, every room. He The more and more. So... You I you can't disconnect the J from the cheat anymore. They I feel really like people can't. did. Let's stop. Because people covered it up too much. Yeah. They they made him too precious for too long. Mm-hmm. And then when the human came out, it was too human. Too much human. Yeah. Too human it's even like proto human. Like I, he's just a horny horny dog. We're all for horny dogs, but he of course. was like – he had a very loving wife. They could have been horny together, but exactly. he was sure, just – Of course they could have. He needed, you know – He needed that strange. The Neapolitan. Um, He's a street dog. She's a house dog. Well, that's what I was going to say. He ain't no street dog. For a guy who collected presidential memorabilia <laughs> horny and dog with a to rate them – oh, yeah, the, It's think? just Lady in the Tramp, but he's like, oh, my back hurts. A Just pair. a dog who has to lay on his back. Honey, I can't do it. Can you get on top? Like two dogs well, that, inverting. Apparently, he was a very uh, bad, selfish lover. Like he was just gross. Like just cranky. He was out. a to be crass, a wham bam. I'm cool. No, can't you. vote for Kennedy. I'm done. And it's like he just tosses the button on your bare chest. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Uh, you were supposed to leave me a 50. You just left me a JFK yep. LBJ kite. A handful of <laughs> It's one of a kind. It'll. Which is the worst response as he leaves? 
you know, with the jacket. He's got his finger in the jacket oh, collar. Jacket over It'll the shoulder. It'll be worth something someday. Wink. He's got no pants on, just his butt cheeks hanging out. <laughs> and then he runs full stop because he's high on meth. Yeah. Which we know. Oh, we now know that. Like, the thing about presidents and my love of presidents is I exalted him for too long. You see JFK behind me and everything, mm-hmm. and because it was like Camelot, a new era, but he was like a rich, spoiled brat who apparently was uh, not the kindest bloke to the common man unless he was on the trail. So why I identified with him was, I guess, the same idealist optimism that everybody identified with him. Sure. But what I should be is an LGBT. LB, LGBTQ LBJ man. LBJTGQ man. Couple brow rings. <laughs> That's he works funny. at a local coffee, or they work at a local coffee yes. shop. Uh, by they, you mean <laughs> LBJ is giant hog. <laughs> Gay hog. Um, just shit with the door open. That's a LBGTQ SWD. Oh, shit with door open, guy. Because that's its own breed of uh, fringe, which isn't fringe anymore. If LBJ was around today, yeah, he would be the guy passing the um, Equal, Equal Rights Act for uh, general uh, for different genders and same-sex marriage. He absolutely would be, uh, I think, because he wanted legacy. I'm not saying it wasn't it wasn't all altruistic, but I should be an LBJ man because he had to fight. And, f- like, fuck his way to the top. Like, yes, his mm. dad was a politician, but he was, like, a crusty speaking at the fair on the back of a truck politician. Right. He's a country dog. Yeah. and J- Which and is a whole different animal. A big thing. animal. I should be a Nixon man. The dude po- yeah, grew right. up smoking corn silk cigarettes, you know? No money. I should be a, a, a an Andrew Johnson man. He was a tailor, you know? Like, bit, like at an era where... He, from the poverty he came from, he he yeah. Taylor was improbable, you know. Yeah. Like even becoming well, a that's uh, like saying you're you fucking you work at the MTA, and right? And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, what? This guy worked at the he took tickets right for the subway, and now he's in the primary and he's leading. But it's even pre MTA, me, dude. It's pre-MTA because he doesn't even have any connections. He's so poor. He doesn't even have a union man on the inside to get him MTA. But he got it. That's the improbable part. And then the presidency is like crazy. Uh, I can be a Lincoln man. I'll stay Lincoln man through and through. Because sure. he's nothing. a bootstrapper. He's got his blemishes. I'll give him that. Like, oh, yeah. They all do. It's it's history. But JFK, I think I got to be – you know, he's – he. Because he didn't even want to go to the fucking moon. That was all. He was such a fucking politician. And now that it's all coming out, like documents are coming out, he didn't want to go to the moon. Yeah. But they were like, you know what you should put in this speech? Space. Space will uh, – People like it. People don't like Bay of Pigs. It's on TV. Talk moon. Get moon serious, JFK. <laughs> he didn't want to um, – he was afraid to get Martin Luther King Jr.'s endorsement. Like – he was afraid to call him when uh, MLK got arrested in Memphis. He yeah. – RFK was like, you should call that dude in, in jail and be like, the country yeah. supports you because African-Americans are starting to vote in greater numbers because they're not being as suppressed. 
and they don't have a dog in the fight. And he had to get fucking pushed into that shit. Oh, no, he got, you know who he got pushed by? He got pushed by Martin Luther King Sr. Because Martin Luther King Sr. was in with Ike and in with uh, fucking Nixon. I turn, yes, I turn, was there. Baby Ike. <laughs> Warming up in the back with his, he's going to do a hot five up front. I was like, your rhymes better oh. be on point tonight, Mr. Turner. You don't hear enough about Senior. Uh, he was like, he's like the Machiavelli behind the scenes. Like, he's like that the... dude was connected. The same way that JFK's dad was That's what just, just going to say. In the cut, like, just behind the scenes and like, don't look at me, man. Like, because once you know I'm there, then my power goes away. Interesting. Because then yeah. I get scrutiny. So they were – his father was super close with the uh, Ike's administration. So they knew Nixon. Hmm. And there oh. are photos that were just released by this uh, famous photographer. And it's a young Coretta Scott and Martin Luther King Jr. in Africa with Nixon at uh, like a coronation – like a, a just a, a gala – for a nation that came around to support the U.S. So they were in – they were thick as thieves. Like they were together. Like King Sr. was a Nixon-Ike man, hard-R Republican. But then when that shit went down with Martin Luther King Jr. and he was in Memphis in, in jail, mm-hmm. he was like, guys, can you – like, Richard, can you get my son out of jail? I'm afraid something's going to happen. Like – they thought he was going to die in jail. Someone's just going to fucking murder him. Oh, ass. absolutely. Uh, so he asked the Republican administration, and Nixon in particular, like, can you help my son? Like, we know each other. Like, we're cordial. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we're we're golf buddies, basically. And Nixon balked because of how it would look, which is exactly what Kennedy was doing, balking at how it was looked. But then King Sr., Swerved and went, okay, Democrats, if you get my son out of fucking jail, i putting oh. the full weight of my power behind you. So they were like, we can't. Like, they didn't do it because they're altruistic of course. people. Oh, they did it because no. they're like, oh, this guy can give us the election? All right, we'll do whatever this guy says. And they got Martin Luther King out of jail, and the rest is fucking history. You know what? Every time we talk about MLK now, I'm going to go – that's where I'm going to pivot the conversation. I'm going to go, I'm a senior man. I'm a King senior. <laughs> exactly. I'm a King senior. Oh, you heard it here first. Jerk practice listeners. You want to follow? We'll lead you. The Pied Piper senior men. We're senior men. And you know what? In an actual conversation, if I don't know enough, but I'm definitely after this pod going to go in and look into what you're talking about. Cause that MLK, we all got the details, you know, mm-hmm. but obviously the man is yeah. the depths are unknown. Or yeah. unbounding of how amazing he was, but you pivot that. But we all kind of know where that's pivoting. Anti-Vietnam, obviously, unfortunately, assassination. Um, I have a dream speech. The marches, yeah. the um, uh, the peaceful marches. It's like mm-hmm. you pivot it and go, yeah, but I'm a senior man. Let me tell you about Martin Luther King, June well, Senior. One fucking crazy fact: Martin Luther King Senior was part of a group of uh, pastors and priests mm-hmm. that went to Nazi Germany in the 30s. I love that shit. As part of a as council. Nazis? 
Yes, if Nazi oil undercover. money, that would be um, – oh my god. Yeah, sorry. That's crazy. Not to make this conversation even more inside baseball, right. but it's like Ric Flair going to North Korea. Oh, I King Sr. going to Nazi Germany in the late – like right before the war breaks out, it was a bunch of religious figures that were going to visit – you know, like where Martin Luther – Martin Luther – and hold like a conference and a meeting, and it's like, how the fuck? Like, how Wait, did much you... juice does that guy need? Yeah, to be a black man in the thirties and in... go take me to take me to Nazi fucking Germany like you're one of the Jones boys. That's so yeah. Anytime it's fucking crazy. Like the extent of this guy's connection, power, influence is is mind boggling. And you'll you don't know about it. I also love. I think for Martin Luther King Sr. right there, you dropped the King. So I love it if Martin Luther King Jr.'s dad was Martin Luther, and then Martin Luther King Jr. added the King and the Junior. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I think that's why he named his son Martin Luther, because I think the 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 veil of the conference was Martin Luther. The religious figure. Oh, they thought so, they were booking a different guy. So he changed his son's middle name to Luther, because they were he was just Martin King. Oh my God! And they go to this conference, and he comes home, and his son is born, and he names his son Martin Luther because of this experience, whatever it was. Whoa. Yeah, if or his some... son was born and he changed his middle name, but it was a conscious choice after this event. Pivoting, I'm a I'm a King <laughs> Senior Flair man. <laughs> if you're a Hogan King Junior man, <laughs> Do your I'll work. see you in the ring. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he'd be a great Martin Luther King Senior. Just a hype man. Oh, just on the side of the goes ring. By Marty K. Marty King. Or, or just Luther. I think there was a Luther. <laughs> Lex Luger. You seen Luger, a picture of yeah. Lex Luger lately? That guy's Ooh. been through the ring. He's he looks like you. Peter Scolari. Say he's telling you tales from deep in the crypt. He's literally uh, well, obviously sad. He wrestled himself paralyzed, but he there were many factors, many factors. But he, got he that like wrestling juice. Keep him going. Take my pain away. I'll keep going. Grind my bones to dust. It looks as if he had like he was like a blow up pool toy, and you opened up the deflate nozzle and just <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just that's a little like bit. What, just that's you're the, like there's a pinhole in here somewhere. I can't find it. He's like the guy that did steroids without doing pumps. Like Hogan did a ton of steroids, but he was doing the pumps. He was pumping yeah. and working out. But I feel like Luger was all. You think Hogan just did a dumbbell? Just a. He doesn't have the ab work, like the definition necessarily. Yo, just to take a couple dumbbells, just this. Yeah, because he's like he would be on the old timey circus. You know, he'd have the big balls on the end dumbbells. You know, (laughs) he'd get shot in the gut by a cannon. Yes. Yeah. Well, that would be earthquake. Oh, I don't want to pivot. Check this out. Look what I found. We can talk about it, but I got a document scanner for anybody yeah. that wants to – anybody that 
Oh, is that how you sent that notes. cachet? Yes. If anybody wants to oh, collect no- or has been collecting boy, things over your life, pull those piles out, scan them in, and you'll be like, oh, I, it wasn't just from I A agree. to Z. But then you'll find crazy shit. This is fun. My mom, I was like, mom. So she sent me a letter sealed. Uh, she sent me a challenge, and this is perfect for you. It's it's a sealed envelope that says eight presidents hailing from Ohio. Don't open until you think you have all eight. I have not opened it. I've not thought Ooh. about it. Who, you, like, who doing, you got? We're gonna split the booty there. So let's split it. I got Taft. Okay. Taft, obviously. Yep. Uh, Grover Cleveland. Mm, nice one, Cleve. Uh, McKinley. Uh, McKinley, yeah. Damn it, we got some deep benchers now. I want to say Chester Arthur, but that's not true. He was a New York man. What are we at? We got three? We got three. Three? There's eight. There's five more? Who? All we do is talk about presidents. It can't be the earlies, because there was no Ohio. So that's out. Is Grant from Ohio? Like, born. I I feel like if we we talk about the transient nature of early America... You're born on the road, so technically uh, a state will claim you. Was Grant a Michigan man? Gerald Ford? So. Ooh, that sounds like an Ohio. Look at that toe head on that. I think he played football. Oh, Ohio State. <laughs> he was a gopher. <laughs> um, no Nixon. Okay, so Grant and Ford are on the in the maybe. They're in the they're in the running. Are you, let's go early. Oh, are three. we crazy? Warren G. Harding. Oh, duh. You got Warren G. What about Coolidge? Nah, he's uh, like from Delaware. Here, uh, Hoover? How Connecticut. about Hoover? Or is he like maybe. Iowa or something? Put him on... Oh, yeah. I think it's Iowa. Uh, the definite's definitely not I hope we have a president Truman. nerd out there. Truman's that's... Missouri. Yep. I think Lincoln's Ford is Kentucky. Michigan. I th- you're right. Ford is probably Michigan. He's got a Michigan build. I feel I'm trying like to think like we gotta driving get the late. Ohio. <gasps> Ruthy B Hayes. Ooh, Ruthy B. Because it hit. can't be too early because Ohio wasn't a state until the early 1800s. And I swear to God, if they put Cleveland on here twice because he was president, not successfully. Oh, you think I'm calling my mom? You think Karen's gonna quizmaster us to be like you didn't put Cleveland twice? <laughs> it could, could happen. <laughs> Who? Who were the uh, there? There were those like the middling guys. The middlings, just po- pre. Oh, oh no, we got McKinley. I'm thinking pre- here. McKinley. Let me get the box. I'm not gonna look at the origin. I'm just gonna look at the names right. of the prezies in the box that you sent us. Harrison? Which were the middling boys? We Is there got a Harrison? Quincy Adams. No, nope, he's from Mid- Boston. A- Andrew Jackson. No, nope. like Tennessee. No, he's mm. Tennessee. He's Tennessee. Martin Van Buren. Or Kentucky's maybe? Kentucky. You think maybe? No, Marty Van Buren's New York. Henry Harrison, definitely East Coast. John Tyler, East Coast. So after Tyler. So there's a Harrison, though, post-Harrison. George, he's from Liverpool. Liverpool, Ohio. (laughs) What if he was? What if it was the Beatles and then George Harrison was from (laughs) He was born in America. uh, Cleveland. He He got the classic transfer, the coal mine transfer. I'm sick of these Southern Ohio coal mines. Can I get transferred across the pond? Like I will it's say, a Starbucks. If, if there was one Beatle that is American, it would be George Harrison. Oh man, there's an SNL sketch for you. 
Coal mines run like a Starbucks or a Whole Foods. Can I put your name on this lump of coal? <laughs> can I put can I put this name on your tombstone because you're gonna need it in like five years? All right, we yeah, have eight. We have eight, but that Should includes Ford, it? Grant, and Hoover. Oh wait, Hoover we know is Iowa. Uh, who's the? You who? were right. I think Ford is Michigan. I think so. I know too. there's at least one Michigan president, and I feel like it's a '70s guy. So not LBJ. Carter's Carter nope. is Georgia. Not not of the none of the Bushes. Not a Clinton. Is, where's Ike from? Is Ike an Ohio man? No, they nah. wave that flag. Ike is like Indiana or something. So we got to go teens. We're talking teens, early aughts, and teens are where our Ohio's are coming from. Early aughts. Because and if teens. it was Got any to. modern, I will say this: living in Ohio, if it was any semi-modern president, that shit would be fucking plastered across. Yeah. Every overpass. Yeah, Ike. Uh, so we got Nixon. Taft, no. McKinley. Mm-hmm. Cleveland. Cleveland. Is that a swerve just because his Wait, name is Cleveland? Garfield? Garfield, yeah, he's from he, Ohio. No, well, we didn't have him down. So Grant and Ford are maybe off, but I think we got. I think I say take Ford off. Yeah, he's off. <sighs> yeah, I feel like there's a sneaky, sneaky deaky one. But I feel like it's a Grantish person. Yeah. It's not Grant. Oh, uh, no, not Woodrow Wilson. Frontier guys. I'm thinking of Frontier Times. William Henry. Sneaky Harrison. one's Lincoln, but Lincoln's born in Kentucky. I think it was the, I'm going to, I think it was the second Harrison. Is that Benjamin Harrison? Because he was a Civil War man. I don't know what that means, but. I'm putting, going with you. All right, here we go. We got Taft. Cleveland, McKinley, Benjamin Harrison, Grant, Warren G. Oh, no, not Grant. We cut Grant and we put Garfield. Warren G. Garfield, Garfield Hayes. Okay? For those okay. of you, I hope you. Uh, drum roll, please. Drum I hope roll. you like seeing, yeah. uh, hearing how the sausage is made. They're like, wow, this is. Um, this is. And the winner is. Keep your president out my fucking mouth. All right. <laughs> here we go. We got... Oh, you son of a bitch. This political brown ga ground gave us Harrison, Grant, oh. Hayes, Garfield, Harrison, a second Harrison. So they double Harrison. So the first Harrison was from there. McKinley, Taft, and Harding. So who are we wrong about? Uh, we took Grant out and put someone else. Cleveland. We put Cleveland in for Grant. Cleveland's not. That's a trick. That's what I, right before we said it, I was like, it could be a trick, but. Oh, wait. Garfield, Ohio with Garfield ruling Cleveland. Taft claiming Cincinnati. McKinley, Canton. Did a Harding's election really hinge on his looks because women first voted in 1920? Well, I mean, why not? Yeah, sure. But he... Ooh, that was close. We had it. We it was there. Good. We did good. We fumbled on the goal line, but we could have won the game. I feel like when you watch uh, those man-on-the-street 
and you just want to rip your ears off when they're like, who's the vice president currently? And you're like, Prince Henry? What are you doing? <laughs> Henry VIII? You're just – you're. Oh, Henry, these are candy bars. You're just guessing things you see. You're just looking at that street, that newspaper stand. (laughs) Tony Papers and Oh, Henry. (laughs) Not even going specific. You're just papers, uh, you know, walker sides. I I hate those man on the street things because I understand that people are – Oh. Aren't hip to trivia and yes. current events, but most people know this information. It's edited together, by the way. Obviously, you know. Right, of course, yeah. I would, and I would be edited out because I'd be like, nope, nope, because you got somewhere yeah, to be. You know better. What are you doing? D- don't you dare stop me. But I'd sh- turn it on them and hand them my CD. Here's a question for you, because it was relevant when we were in New York. And I was always like, in my lean times, I was always like, oh, that would be nice. Uh, cash cab. If you got cash cabbed. Yay? Nay? Would I just get out? Would I, would you, would I no. strangle him from behind? <laughs> would you, would you yeah, kick him in the face and take a razor blade to his pockets? Oh, I definitely – I'm sure I'd be hungover and late for work, so it would be perfect. But Meg knows the inside scoop on it is that people – didn't necessarily audition for that show, but they were pre-selected, not no, told anything to about them. it. They just said, you need to take a cat. <laughs> we're not going to tell you what show you're on, but oh, you need God. to be at 71st and Lexington oh, at 12.30. Get in the cab. It's could be Wait. Taxi Cab Confessions. How, I was going to say, how many, with how many Uber driver horror stories you hear – how did there was there not a, a cash cab copycat? That's really smart. <laughs> it's just like, hey, so my it's like a, it's a two it's a two man thing. So we're like the hillside strangler. Mm-hmm. One of us has to look at least presentable. Sure, you got to be be bedraggled. Got to have a headset, one ear, one ear off. Okay, so you just here's the thing. You just got to get in one of these. Uh, it's not it's not going to look like a cab, right? Because it, obviously we're shooting a television show. Wink. <laughs> fucking like one of those rusted out nondescript white vans pulls up you're like would come and join our game show sorry about the soiled mattresses it just says bang bus because we're <laughs> you're doing it secret you get in of course there's no handles there's probably nothing more terrifying than getting in a car and then not having a, a handle on the inside i can say from experience I was not absconded by a, a right. fake cash cab, but I was in the back of a U-Haul van for a buddy moving, yeah. Gabe. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, it is terrifying. He was driving as well as he could, not trying to evade the cops, but yes, that is fucking terrifying to be in that space with nothing to hold on to oh, and like yeah. no equilibrium. Yeah. I uh... can't do it. Uh, cash cab. And then you oh, would I cash cab? That was the question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Of course. Yeah. Try and make some money. I do terrible. I'm not good at taking tests. Well, I'm just an <laughs> idiot. I'm an idiot. 
they don't give you the eight minutes we just spent to get eight Ohio right. presidents, you know. They're, the timer's going off, and, you know, it's some bullshit. It's like, who's Britney Spears' brother's first album? It's your question, and she doesn't have a brother. <laughs> False. No, bro. Just a sis. I just, I just play the dope. I'd be like, is he here? <laughs> is it you? you yes, Br- Britney Spears' brother's driving cab in New York, pretending to give away cash. What if, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, and I'm not, being in front of a camera is hard, right? Oh, yeah. Especially when it, they just jump it on you. So instantly you feel uncomfortable unless you're um, a narcissist or sociopath, like people that go on uh, talk shows and are instantly comfortable. It should not yeah. be, a, you should not be comfortable, which is why people like Tom Cruise and all these upper tier celebrities are like, super comfortable because they're insane that's an insane mm-hmm. out of worldly experience i was just thinking about when mitch and i were on public television oh, doing yeah. that sketch for rant and rave it's a weird thing to do um yes. and looking back on it you can see how weird you feel so which is it's so funny that you mentioned that because my parents were just in town Oh yeah, we had gotten on this conversation, and it, we can the, pin it because we were talking about that Mountain Dew flavor that I sent you, <gasps> yeah. a picture of. Uh, but we were talking about like hot sauces and like, like my dad used to like spicy things, but now he can't really do it. Um, we were like, you guys got to watch the show Hot Ones. Yeah. So we played them a couple episodes of Hot Ones, and the one we watched was with Paul Rudd. Oh, it's the one of the it's the best one, which is so fucking funny. It's so great. But he has that like hot sauce delirium mm-hmm. sort of realization slash confession slash just sort of describing what his life is like as a celebrity mm. where he talks about doing talk shows because the guy asked oh. him like oh. and he talks about being asked the same question because the question was, is there a difference between doing the Tonight Show as opposed to doing a press line? Which would be like, hey, gotcha. a new ant press line would be, hey, a new Ant Man comes out, and you sit in one chair, oh, yeah. and then every internet thing or paper or whatever come through and ask you questions. You stay in one spot. It's Same question. They, they march through. It's like two to three minutes they go. Whereas most of us have a frame of reference. We've seen the Tonight Show. We've seen David Letterman. We understand what that interview is. Similar, but a little more fun. Right. And he had this crazy insight, and I was like, holy crap, that's fascinating. Where he talks about being asked the same question. And he was like, for me, I understand that I'm doing these things to be entertaining. And he's like, I'm also a person who takes nothing seriously. But he talked about answering the same question and changing it. And he's like, I don't know what the truth is anymore. Yeah. Because I have crafted, have answered a question in sort of like a he didn't describe it as a pot, but in my mind, it's sort of like making a pot. Like he has molded his answers to these questions that he's asked ad nauseum to where he fully admitted, like in, uh, you know, they're at 2 million on the Scoville chart. And he's just like, I honestly don't remember what the truth is anymore. Like right. he doesn't know the correct answer. It's not like tucked away in the back of his head. Him interacting has totally warped what is true and what is not because he's just manicured this thing so many times and 
fudged it where he's like, I don't know what the fucking truth is. He's like, I don't even know if I was there. That is – yes. So you he's basically conditioned his own narrative. And I was thinking mm-hmm. that. So I sent you and Henning – like I said, like I was like collecting all these – I have ev- like so many posters. And yeah. as I was going through, I was like, well, I have different colors. I, it's, I, I have a whole box of all this shit. I'm, I'm going to make some digital files so I can go – just click on it and get inspiration. But as I put these promos through, I was like, oh, I've created this narrative and this part of like the show where it's like, so this will sound sappy, but it is cool. And it made me feel good. Like, oh, we, we kind of did sketch comedy and we were on the fringe and mm-hmm. this and that. But looking through it from like our first show in like 2000, what, two or whatever. Two, yeah, now two, it's 2022, right? Um, oh my God, you're which, right. Including the podcast, obviously, and you make all these amazing promos and stuff for the podcast. As I'm sliding them in, I'm like, yeah, I can get stressed out here and there, and am I doing enough? And as I'm going in, not like instantly like, I've done it, but I'm like, oh, I've lived a very fun, creative life. Like, look at this show. Oh, look who's on this show. Oh, wow. We were so active and aggressive and – um. It was. It's just. It's been a really cool experience that has all these lulls. But I've oh, created yeah. this conditioned narrative where I'm like, well, I did a few things here and there. It never. Mm-hmm. Eh, right. you know, I, I kind of focus on this and then I'm like, oh, all you need to do is put something down. Put just, it on paper. Just put it on paper. Something. Always write something. Create something, and you will always have something. Some, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you have something to show for yourself. If that's it. And once you start stacking, once you get it out and put it down, whether it's good, bad, or other, like that's what I love looking at. And I told Ash and I forwarded it to her. Uh, I was like, it's so fun to look at because you look at the early stuff and it's so rudimentary. Yes. But then you see the arc where it gets more refined mm-hmm. and then it dips back down to quote unquote rudimentary, but it has the eye to it like there's something it's more avant-garde not to like pat ourselves on the back but like we put the work in and it got weird and rough but like in a very refined way yeah it's an understanding of what's important and and what's working uh, and so i i was just like holy crap it was so fun to look at and so fun to see because it was like holy crap look at all these shows shows we did with amazing comedians and they were just diy shows that we put together and flyers, I'm like, wow, you're talking about the rudimentary flyer, and it takes you back to a place. It's like, oh, I remember with Casey duct taping these. Yeah, just 500 that staple. Of them. We bought a staple gun. Yes. And any wood pole in downtown Minneapolis got. Who were like, take it easy. Um, so it goes back well, to that I, If only I wish the, the story was they ripped it down and like, not in our town. And we're like, you try and stop us, cop. But they're just like, uh, another comedy show. Just, you know, fuck it. Like, <sighs> take it, take it down there. Uh, it's like the footloose of sketch comedy. <laughs> no comedy in this town. Sketch loose. <laughs> Gag loose. Oh, gag loose trademark. You're breaking my heart. Everybody in the everybody end. gag. That doesn't sound right. This is my. This has been my holy grail of wanting to put into comedy because it's such a part of my fucking DNA. 
and I think it's the funniest thing in the world. It's the dumbest thing in the world. But Gag Loose ends with my crown jewel of being able to put a fucking monolithic Three Stooges pie fight. Oh, yeah. Rich Dowager, you're just fucking slinging pies at the Richies. Accidentally creaming Hans. So sorry, Hans. And then you're like, you shouldn't have done it. Cream. Oh, yeah. And a nerd in the corner or a fatty in the corner looking for nudies (laughs) under the under the pie or just just some guy eating pie. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's always the the social the aristocrat who's still eating his steak who gets a pie because he's not paying attention to the pie fight going around. him. They've missed. They always miss him. And that's the tension of he's just like, I'm not going to let this filet go to waste. Ooh, more foie. Then he gets hit. And then 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 what happens? Into the mix he goes. <laughs> yeah, then it sends him over. Oh my god, yes, what you just did. You wipe the pie and then taste it. Wink! Yes. <laughs> Step it up. Oh my god, gag, oh, gag loose. loose. But don't but look no, up I gag was like loose that, online, folks. You're totally right. It's, it's nice to see like when you get into those woe is me doldrums of like, what have I done? What am I doing? And you're like, you did a fucking lot. A lot of great shit. Yeah, because it's there's not... a lot of great shit to come. Like that's the best part. I saw it. And I like invigorated me because it didn't make me feel like, oh man, the best days are behind us. I was like, nah, fuck no, fuck, we got no, 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 plenty no. of shit to do. I did pull Gag my shoulder loose? working in the garden yesterday. Like hard. <laughs> like I have a pulled, like severely pulled muscle right now from tilling. I was like, Ugh. but but I also used the blowtorch. So I even got. I even got soft, softened the earth like uh, the old. I'm using uh, my brother Jesse Tecumseh Sherman's new technique of just torching the earth before you, which <laughs> gives you a sense of uh, uh, immortality. No, what's the word? Untouchability. What What's the word where you got the uh, infinity rings on? You can't be. Oh, stopped. sure. You're like top of invincible. the food chain. You're yes. invincible. When you're, you have you're a flamethrower predator. When you have a flamethrower, which is what it is, forget it. In Stop. real life, you when you're farming and in an action movie, flamethrower makes you feel like a boss. Yes. When you're on Iwo Jima and you're carrying a gas tank on your back and the Japanese are shooting you, you're like, get this fucking thing off me. I'm a walking bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and, – and then, of course, once you turn that propane off, you, you're right back in a dad mode and you're like, the propane prices. I gotta drive and get it filled, and I shouldn't have enjoyed this so much. Um, where was that? Oh, pulled my arm. Oh, yeah. It's not for anybody. It's just for you to remember that oh, it's you, you can be a uh uh you can yeah. It's we've we've said it's a it's a show about it's a JP you just keep exhibit. moving and you don't get from here to what we're doing, which is I think my favorite thing to do is pod. You yeah. Got a new comic out or a, a newer release, uh, Knights of the Fifth oh, Dimension, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like that is like fucking on shelves. You're... It will be. It's soliciting now, so if you if you go to comic book stores, um, you can get the uh, previews code or you can ask the comic book shop to order it. But it'll be coming. It solicits in May, so you can go ask for it. Knights of the Fifth Dimension, issue one. Issue one and then issue two. It'll come out monthly until I think two issues are coming out. So it'll be May, June, July, two in July, I think maybe, or maybe just August. What is? But it's coming out. 
Illustrated yeah. by Walt Flanagan. Yep. Yeah, of TSD fame. Tell them Steve, Dave, and Comic Book Man, and Kevin Smith Universe. Cacophony, Batman. He's illustrated Batman mm-hmm. arcs for DC. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. And so how how many issues is this arc like four. that you're at? Four. So it's a four-issue arc. Yep. And the ability for a continuation beyond that? Uh, yeah. Or is it want, a closed like, circuit? We, it, the the four issues are a self-contained story at a beginning and an end. There mm-hmm. are little breadcrumbs there if we wanted to do something else mm-hmm. or revisit uh, it. Because basically, it's funny that we're talking about our JP arc because the story is about a comic book artist in his twilight. Like he was basically like Frank Miller in the 80s. Like, gotcha. Greatest, just crushing, huge selling all these comic books, but he worked on all of these older characters that his mentor created, who is kind of like a Jack Kirby. Okay. So he outgrew his mentor and these old characters, which were the the knights, the noble knights, uh, Mm -hmm. to go on to, like, get money, drugs, the whole thing. And now he's just sort of, like, a scion. He doesn't have anything else to do. Like, he's he's creatively expensive. Bended. He, he thinks he's expended himself, and mm-hmm. he's like, I wasted my life making these stupid comic books. Wow, that is And then he gets a letter parallel. in the mail from his mentor, which is super flowery, like 70s, 60s, 70s comic books, like, you are my squire, the knights need you, it's for the universe. And he's like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Mm-hmm. And then it's, so it's sort of like an Alice in Wonderland story where it it is that the stories he created and helped write and prop up actually are help in the fifth dimension which is basically imagination to keep at bay this giant evil so he finds out like all this pain and suffering and and he's like you gotta find the juice dude because we need you to help us Mm -hmm. so it's just it's that sort of so it's funny that we're talking about like (laughs) the dearth of your work and what it's worth and uh, so that's the story, and then he, like, it goes through. So you get flashbacks that are formatted like old classic comic books. And it's Blue Those Juice Comics. Characters. Blue Juice Comics, yep. Best thing people can do listening is, I, th- I think, I've heard this before, you know more about the industry. Best thing you can mm-hmm. do is go to your local comic shop and ask for it. They I think, for right? Because yes. you want to get yep. the hype out there. You want to yep. get it on shelves. What is a young Casey, speaking of, like, Going from this point to this point, what is like comic book store in the mall, sports card plus, uh-huh. yeah, you know, yeah, to here to like literally having a monthly release that's it's gonna be on it's gonna be in Midtown Comics, it's gonna be on the shelf, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, without it, you know, it's gonna be in all the majors, and mm-hmm. then if we can get out and support, you, you're gonna get it in the local stores mm-hmm. that are around. I know I'm gonna there's like three around Charleston, and I mean that's just it's going to be next to some shitty Harley Quinn dump, you know? Sure, well, yeah. Somebody's probably writing a really cool – it's probably Paul <laughs> Dini, right? I'm yeah. just totally dissing on it. <laughs> but it's going, it's, going, uh, it's going to be next to the the next uh, Windstorm Friday the 13th, you know? Uh, oh, man. If only. Give us a crack, baby. I'm still waiting for that phone call. Pick, and, and, I mean, that's it. Like, uh, It's, it, it's funny because I was thinking about it because they were like posted about the solicitation – and it's it's so cool because it fits in the conversation we're talking about about 
like don't be afraid to do something just put something down mm-hmm. like think of your work whatever it is as just like the soil and you're adding to it and it's getting higher and higher and higher because at the time working in the comic book store i didn't have any idea i don't think i didn't have a desire to make comic books and if you it was thought, still in yeah. that era of like and it was even before the idea of comedy i just the only thing that i liked and was semi good at was art so i was like i guess mm. i have to go to art school and i didn't really even know then what that even meant right because you know you took the art classes and everybody was like oh art like, i remember right and i love her today crafts our our art teacher like trying to sell my parents who didn't need it selling like they were awesome and super supportive yeah but she didn't know that, so she was trying to be like, oh, your son is fantastic. I'm so happy he's thinking about pursuing art. Like, art is everywhere. And I was like, okay, kind of a hippy-dippy sort of yeah. pitch. And then the pitch goes from hippy-dippy sounding to the most Richard Nixon-y self. <laughs> I know where you're You going. see these floor tiles? Ugh. They're designed by an artist. You see, like, the ceiling tile? It literally was just tiles it yeah, was just the, the ceiling most tiles are shit. the ceiling you're putting on my <laughs> potential everything. and i was like well i know i don't want to design textiles no offense to anybody who designs textiles of course not. It's just nobody like, thinks that i have no interest in it it's like when i went to that so i didn't inter- even know what? well oh yeah so i want to hit that real quick because i was just so i'm in a good mood probably just from it's funny everybody's like shut the fuck up but from seeing that and doing that so i was talking to my shrink this morning basically about Mm -hmm. that and she like spotted it right away before i mentioned like you're you're not depressed i was like no i'm not let me tell you about these posters of boys in short shorts and roller skates no but like so that but then what you talked about art and i was like looking at that and being like well i'm i didn't reach this echelon that my Sure. A fantastical brain can take me. I'm like Rudy Rudiger, right? The fucking punk rock. We don't fucking do UCB. We don't do SNL. We do it our way, and we do it dirty. We do it hard, and we and did. We did. It just yeah, doesn't. Yeah. So I was stoked about that, and then I went. You know what else is from where I grew up? Mm-hmm. Even the thought yeah. of moving from that region to another region just just getting in a car and going there yeah. seemed impossible okay yeah or seemed oh, improbable yeah. sorry it seemed improbable but then we going from that picture you found oh, oh we yeah. talked about with pete we talked about with pete but oh, just yeah, that yeah, yeah. photograph of us standing in the back of that van you know it's like holy shit yeah of course i re- yeah i remember that day as a day de- as how a guy- improbable yeah, improbable. Like you said, like no one just goes, I want to move to New York. No one I know. I meet pe- young people in Ohio. Right. And I was like, yeah, man, me and my buddies just picked up and moved to New York. And they're like, geez, how did you? How did you? And it was just like because we decided that we wanted to. Uh, yeah, and it was super scary. And we had the benefit of having our friend of Timmy course. there. Yeah, it's we had good Which caveats. goes without – like that's a huge reason, but – I feel like we would have done some. We would have probably just. I think so. We were feeling disillusioned with yeah, like the ability to do shows there. But we so might have gone and, to Chicago, but we were gonna go somewhere. Yeah, I'm, uh, Chicago is a cool. You never know. Like we we have yeah, our we have our journey. 
improbable, just literally the physical move from how we grew up. Like you're talking about with art and you and I, that's what we focus on because mm-hmm. I think it seemed tangible because there was a class called art and classes yes. are real things in high school. But I lo- we love kids in the hall and Mr. Show and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So being able to do that from where we're from, where there's not a smidgen of industry regarding no. the entertainment industry, not nothing. Yeah. It no, seems no, no. impossible. So even just getting to go, and of course, Timmy's connection goes without merit, like us visiting and getting to do a show. Yeah. Just even that, doing that, getting on that stage, which is a nothing thing to most people. One, to people that don't care about doing it. And two, to people that were immersed in it already or always have been immersed in it. That impossibility became possible. Yeah, we were rubes and we had to navigate everything. But so anyways, I was just talking about that. So basically what I'm out there saying is like, you know, think back or if you have little mementos or tokens or whatnot to look back on. Do it and realize that mm-hmm. your journey has been really, really cool so far and full and fulfilling. Yeah. And then, you know, just keep moving from there and then take another step and go like, wow, if I keep that up 10 years yeah. from now, like you with Knights of Fifth Dimension, like who the fuck knows yeah. where that's going to jump off? 10 years yeah. from now, I'll have 10 more years of shit where I'll stay up all night like a robot mm-hmm. looking through it, but it's fun. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm just trying to be optimistic well that's what i like that's the cool thing like i loved looking at the pdf you sent and then the fact that this making this comic book because i like thinking about it back the hardest part is like i remember the struggle of you have to train yourself like creativity is also like if you like like a muscle sure you you have to keep doing it like you have to keep like put a notebook in your pocket for ideas like Mm -hmm. any like and that's the thing like if you're watching a tv show that exists and you love it or a comic book that already like superman and you're watching superman you're reading superman and you have a like a really good idea you're like this is a great superman idea put it write it down Mm -hmm. think about it because you may never get to write a superman story but that then can be the start of right. your journey of like, okay, cool. How can I crack this and make it mine? Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's no shame in making a Superman analog. People have made fucking billion dollars doing Superman knockoffs. So don't let that stop right. you. Right. Don't let the fact that you, like when we started writing sketches, like some of the sketches were all just straight up Will Ferrell sketches. Oh yeah. Cause oh, we loved Will Ferrell. Right. But that's how you get, that's how you find your voice. Mm-hmm. Then there's no shame in borrowing someone else's to play around with. It's and like covering a song. Think of creativity. If you think about it as music, it's okay to cover a song because that's how you learn to play music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one expects you to write a song out the gate. You pick up a guitar, write me a fucking song. Impossible. That's a fucking impossibility. But writing something, creating something, it's okay to like sound like somebody or think be like okay cool i'm gonna write a will ferrell character and just plug it in to this silly idea i have but that's how you get in the thought process of like cool silly ideas have a payoff right and it's like um uh where was oh oh and and i was gonna say like i wonder 
So I would say another recommendation, like people mm-hmm. give a shit, is you and I, once we started writing down silly ideas, and Henny, yeah. obviously, and other people, like, we had sounding boards. We talked about it mm-hmm. two episodes oh, ago yeah. about how yeah, yeah. idiot, how amazing we looked like <laughs> with our cork board, but we had sounding boards. So, yeah. I mean, I would say that is for a creative person, even though we tend to be introverted and mm-hmm. you know, stay up and write ideas. Like if you can yeah. get out of your skin and get out of your um, sure. insecurity just to put an get... idea out there, even if it's shitty – and then not to get, get disturbed, yep. discouraged mm-hmm. if the idea you throw out there um, bounces off somebody that's like a dick burner who like sure. breaks you down. They're just trying to break you. You, gotta you will cal- find you gotta get... the right board. Yeah. You have to get calloused. You have to get beat up. Mm, yeah. You have <laughs> to learn how to take criticism. And sometimes that criticism is shitty. Yeah. But sometimes there's a kernel of truth in that shitty criticism. So you kind of got to take a lot and suss it out and decide, like, don't be discouraged. Like, if it's your idea, it's your idea. If someone says it sucks, okay, fine. That's not, doesn't help. I ask you to give me your opinion. Mm-hmm. And you say it sucks, fine, great. You don't like it. You weren't going to like it anyways, obviously. Finished product or not. Here's an example. But, uh, yeah, uh, go for it. You and I, so I won't say his name, but. He is a comic book writer. He's written mm-hmm. for the majors, right? And oh, now yeah. he yeah. like is a producer, sometimes executive producer in the MCU, whether shows His or creations whatnot. are in MCU projects on the reg. He's a big deal. And we He's caught him the giant tapestry. already when he was a deal. A big mm-hmm. deal to many people, but yeah. more accessible. Maybe it's accessible now. I don't know. Yeah. But we – Bounced a crazy – we sent him a fucking script about yeah. a – which is, by the way, an idea I still love. I've gone back and I, read parts of it, and I'm like – It still we, got legs. You can chunk that out. We – we, but we – I think we did fillers just to get it to a point. But the idea uh, of it as Jason Voorhees going through the levels of hell, Dante's Inferno, and defeating all those um, creatures, monsters, hellish creatures – Getting to Satan to fucking kill Satan is such a fucking good idea. Trademarked. I love it. But it's off the wall and we sent it to a legit person who got back and had a conversation and Mm -hmm. he's been in the industry long enough to be like, Mm -hmm. you need to do this and this and this and work on it. Whereas we could have easily looked at him and like, ah, but this part is uh, – I'm too embarrassed to send it out. And we didn't get back like, let's make it tomorrow or like – I'm going to pass this along. We got back exactly what we should have gotten, which mm-hmm. was yeah. constructive criticism. Sure. Constructive and, and criticism. I guess the he two didn't... go mutual because he was – and that that was fun. And That's what I will say about him was his criticism because it's when you have a good idea and like – and you're in the midst of like writing and creating. You're like just you, – you fall in love with the idea so much. Because it, it snaps, it cracks, it works. Yeah. That what I appreciate about him is we sent him this very rough, amateurish version of a comic book script. Mm-hmm. And it was solely based on we, us Googling, like, how do you format this? How do yeah. you send a pitch? It's very rough, but that's how you learn. You just mm-hmm. got to learn by doing. So we did it. We sent it to him. 
And the one thing I did appreciate about his criticism was he didn't shit on the idea. Right. He just said, you guys need to work on your structure and formatting. Mm -hmm. Basically, he just was like, I I see what you're doing. You have to like you have to learn the English to right. Like you can't do stand up comedy in English if you don't know the English language. Right, right. So right. he was just like, you need to work on the delivery. Mm-hmm. Because, especially with, re- like, you know, it's like prose. Like, you have to structure it the way people are accustomed to reading it. Because if you don't do it the right way, people go, nope. And that's it. Don't oh, yeah. like it. So they don't he's... care about the idea. Right. They're just like, you got to structure it the right way, format it the right way. And then once you figure out the format, you need to retool it because a comic book script can't read like a novel. It can't read right. like a comedy script because there is an ebb and flow and there are beats in that. It's its own dance. It's its, its like, own thing. It's the same thing as a, as a script. Like It's like you're yeah, talking about if you don't have that foundation, uh, we got the benefit of the doubt because of knowing him and knowing his um, now wife that – he perused it, but if we sent that to anyone, he would have just that they would just in. yeah, because it, it's too it's too much work to try and mm-hmm. suss it out. Um, yeah. And oh shit, where was I going with that? Suss it out. So we took the format. we took the time to slowly learn how to structure. Like it takes a while. You can't just do it overnight. Oh, I was just gonna say, just like and so you learn that you get that criticism, and now mm-hmm. you're connecting with a. He's a nut. He's my one of my favorite people. I I've said it before. I would I would rather listen to a new episode of Tell Him Steve Dave than probably any other form of entertainment. If it's a new <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, coming yeah. out or I can only listen to this TESD episode, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. goes away, I will easily go. I would not watch the Batman ever if it meant like I get a yeah. new. I just I just love it. So I love Walt and. And they don't need a plug or anything. So, but you sending him your script, like you had to learn that foundation, because cause I would assume, and I'm not. Yeah, I, I, just I shouldn't sent assume. Him, you have to be legit, because he's a legit illustrator. I sent him. I made. So this goes to what we were talking about. You just got to make it. You just got to make it. Mm-hmm. I had then made comic books. Made a well, couple yes, of you books. have. Yes, I, I missed that. And part. then yeah, you've been my working. my idea was like, I was like, cool, I want to print them in collected form but i was like and over time it was like cool what you do is if you want a little buzz line for your thing you just give your work to someone you like and respect and just go hey man i love what you and i basically was like you was like hey man i love your work i love the podcast like the show i love comic book man i was like here's some comics i made give them a gander if you get time let me know what you think if you don't whatever man yep so he read them and like responded like, "Oh, I really dig this stuff. Like, we definitely put this on the shelf in the store." So and cool. that was it. Like that was it. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, oh, fucking so dunk, envious of that." When I hear dunk. them promote Knights of the Fifth Dimension on Tell 'Em Steve Dave, you're like my uh, uh, Kevin Bake. You're like you're my one. Uh, what degree away from like my <laughs> yeah, favorite? It's yeah. amazing, and that go- all goes with exactly what we're talking about. And we can shift to 
talking and more about gag loose like, and shit. Hey man, but, would you like to make a comic book? I mean, that way? is fucking I was like, the uh, best. I shit an anvil. Yeah. Oh, so and cool. then we did it. And then, like again, creative process. It took us a decade to finish it yeah, for COVID many hit reasons. All crazy things. And if if anybody so, listens to Tom, Steve, Dave, which you should, only after our episodes, right? Um, us first. Then we're the we're the entree. Yeah, you'll hear over time like his evolution and their evolution, and they're so inspiring. He's so inspiring because he just started a podcast. Be- he got roped into starting Tell Him Steve Dave, which is now his fucking life. He runs butter, a yeah. studio, an and empire. he does it well. Empire. An empire. The exact type of empire I would aspire to. But he started mm-hmm. it just because Kevin was like, hey, our other friend I think is so depressed he might kill himself. You guys should do this new thing called podcasting because he likes telling stories, and you guys are good together. He needs something to occupy his time with. That's right. a, a big paraphrase and generalization. And Walt only did it because like he's like, all right, because I know he'll get bored of it immediately. And then uh, um, uh, what, DJ. plus episodes later? Um, why can't I think of his name? Um, oh, Q. Brian Quinn. No, not Q. Q came oh. a little bit later. Uh, uh, BJ, Brian Johnson, was oh, like, yeah. I only was doing it because there's no way Walt would stay on board. But then it clicked. Oh, so. You don't the need Mexican to go- standoff that oh, is God. that is fault when you Brian. do someone a favor oh, and then you're like so okay I weird. actually kind of like it all right um well I got a soft transition for you is it about naked basketball that. ooh it could be I oh, was gonna say it's been go it. as you're about to be a New Yorker again yeah I was a New Yorker for eleven years it's been weeks we haven't talked about it everybody's been talking about it yeah. Why the fuck is Arizona tea still 99 cents? I re- – go ahead. <laughs> Please continue. So yes. Hunt sent me this this lovely article, which I, I, this is totally what I need to read every single morning over a cup of coffee. Uh, so for those of you – everybody knows what Arizona tea is, right? Arizona teas in the tall teas, boy cans. Teas, chocolate drinks. It's that Southwestern Arizona tall can. Kachiti cowgirl style. Um, I remember seeing – we saw them growing up, but then once you move to New York, that shit is everywhere. It Everybody's really drinking them. That first – I'll never forget that first trip we went to visit when we were locked out of Timmy's house because he was like, I got to go to work and then do, rehearse. If you guys leave, you can't get back in. Ugh. So you yeah. and I were hung over as dead skunks. Not used to the city concrete heat. New York heat. We were like, we got to get the fuck out of this apartment. Yeah. So we were like, okay, I guess. And then we walked basically from Brooklyn to fucking Central Park. (laughs) And then I was like, I'm so hungover. I'm so thirsty. Let's go into this Dwayne Reed. And I, we both got it for, I, cause we're delirious. We were fucking dehydrated and delirious. Two 20-ounce cans of Arizona watermelon drink. Yes, thank you. I was going to say – all right, go it ahead. I was going to say strawberry kiwi, but yeah, it was watermelon. Ugh. shuffled into uh, Central Park and then just watched people play softball for like an hour and a half. That's right. And then didn't we like lay down in a Barnes & Noble? <laughs> yes, we just like laid in chairs underneath <sighs> the AC because we had fucking seven hours to kill. Until the nine o'clock show in the Lower East Side, 
Oh, that is funny. Which we performed at, so we had to like, we oh. were r- rugging our <laughs> fucking rugging our costumes and wigs. I'm sure we just walked and did our lines a thousand times. A thousand times, and I remember it felt very Twilight Zoney because it was that strip from uh, Empire State Building to Central Park, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh, cool street fair," oh. but every block was the Cut, paste, cut, paste, cut, paste. Never ended. Same thing of street fair. Same sausage and peppers place. Same uh, fucking funnel cake place. Sunglasses. Same sunglasses place. Like we thought we'd find like some like a, a an enchanted rug. I guess yeah, I don't even know what we were we looking were for. In like, a bazaar that happens in New York every fifteen like, years. Maybe I'll find Superman one in a dusty old box. Nope, it's all Oopsie. straight off the boat from china and all like just the most i how do you feel about a street fair one of those street fairs i used to like them as a child and then indifferent and then new york i'm like get out of my fucking way yeah i meant new york street fairs i think i I, now i'm off street fairs all not not a one of any kind we went to one here and i was like i just i don't got the sand for it anymore too many yeah. people, too loud, too sweet, too hot for sweet drinks. Yeah. And I'm a coffee man, and I don't need a coffee get when a, it's 90 yeah. degrees out. I'm on blacktop. I I end up. There that's what I one, get. There used to be one, not really a street fair, but like a block. Uh, what would you call it? market every weekend in Long Island City? And I'd go there, and I'd be like, "Well, this shit's all too expensive. This shit's interesting, but something I would never procure." Um, people are a little cross because they're hot and everything. And then I'm just walking around with a spicy pickle because I felt like I should buy <laughs> yeah, this and a, and a and a and a latte. You know, it's so gross. <laughs> That's so funny because when we took Harvey to the Renaissance Festival, it was so hot and. Uh, at, like we, that's when I took Harvey to that pirate show with the bad mics that were way too fucking overmodulated. Yep. So Ash went to get us a drink, and we were like, "Ooh, it's a Renaissance. We'll get mead. We've had mead before. You yeah, know, it's like a nice tart wine. Like it has wine notes to it, very similar." She got it was the sweetest liquored, just it was like maple syrup. Um, and like I'm walking around, and we're we're on a ruddy road with stones, so I'm. I got meat in one hand and I'm like spilling it everywhere. And the bees were like fucking mafiosos. I spilled like one drop of mead on the handle Mm. of the stroller. And it was just like constant. I was just like sword fight. It's like Tommy boy. Bees, bees everywhere. So there's. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. I was going to get around. So we had already had a coffee, had a mead. And we were like, we're so dehydrated. We just got a pickle. It was like the mm-hmm. greatest thing in the world. Just like it's the Gatorade of the Middle Ages. You need those electrolytes, pickle it, electrolytes. I guess, yeah. We need a little salt. Um, that's a funny. Brine. So uh, they they probably not only don't they don't need a plug and they probably don't want a plug. But where I work, Deepwater Vineyard, it has a subsidiary now. It's called oh, no Bears way. Bluff Meadery because Ooh, cool. the guy I work with and Jesse. They've like, like went with COVID, like just went into mead full hog, and it's it's That's exactly cool. the opposite of what you're talking about. They're fucking aging mead in 
whiskey barrels from a local distillery. That's awesome. He does – it's called Session Meads, and he's made like fucking uh-huh. 200 of them, all organic, all um, secondary addition. So it's just honey, yeast, water. He makes a base, and then he'll make like a blueberry mead from blueberries down the road. He'll make a – Dark fruit, like he'll make like a chocolate hibiscus. It's crazy, like, and it's like really catching fire because you you just don't get it. Mead is delicious, right? It's done appropriately. It's so good, but I also get why if you drink enough, like that's what Vikings drank. Oh yeah, you get the you get you feel nice and warm. What's uh? We're having a on May twenty first. It's called the Mead Evil Festival, where he's unveiling, we're unveiling one, two, three, four new meads, all cool. bottled meads that he's been, they've been working on for a year and a half. It's like a hopped passion fruit mead. And uh, listen to the, the drunk talking about it. Hot passion fruit mead. It's what's called a, there's, there's different types. There's something called a sizer, which is a mead that has an apple based secondary. Okay. And there, yeah, there's yeah. something called a – why can't I think of it? There's a mead with basically a grape wine secondary, and that has a specific name, which I um, – and then he's got a traditional bourbon. All this crazy shit, and you get it. You do your taste in an old drinking horn, literally made from oh, horns in horn? Sweden. Oh, dope. But All yet right, what they okay. didn't do is book me and Casey to be bad might <laughs> medieval knights. <laughs> To go around <laughs> promoting, but it's going to be, I wish you guys, uh, uh, could, I'll send you some meads for sure. Now that you're oh, talking about amazing. it, Thank but you. I wish you guys could come down for that. It's going to be a, it's I one, it's the first time we're doing it. I know it's going to be a big hit cause the meads are already like blowing up. Just so I'm sure it'll happen the out. year after and we can all go to it. Um, what we're talking about meads, pickles, uh, oh, you know who did Arizona iced mead, tea, Arizona iced tea. Yes. So Hansi sent me this awesome article because can you pin all these real in- quick? Because I want yeah, your first reaction. I'm wondering if it was the same as me when you saw that article. You know what my reaction was? It was almost the same level of shock and awe. And why didn't I think of that? As if somebody had confirmed that the shroud of Turin was real. I was like. Yeah. You aren't kidding me. How do they do this? Is wild. These inflation prices. I'm paying three eighty five for gas and this. That was my car with Arizona. They kept comparing the price of Arizona iced tea to the price of gas in California, and I was like, okay, I guess it's kind of a false equivalency because one is fuel and one is a drink. Body fuel. Also, California has the most. Taxes and subsidies on gas. Of right, of state. course. And so they're always going to have $5 gas, mm-hmm. basically. So anyways, there's a lot Go of ahead. these like weird like dad, like, oh my goodness, the prices? Yeah. Uh, so any the great article, very interesting for me because I was like, oh, 99 cents still? Cool. All right. I'll bite. I'll bite. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first thing I noticed that I loved was that every time Arizona was written in the article – Capital Z. Just like the can. Really? That's editing, baby. Like, that's a that's good a, That's editor. a good edit. Good brand. A good tr- proofreader for the brand. Oh, like, this no, is no, no, an no. Arizona back Capitalize deal. Capitalize that Z, bro. Big Arizona drink. Big drink. Big Brought Arizona. to you by Big Drink. 
So the big print, and then we were talking about the prices because the create the owner of Arizona Iced Tea is uh, Don Voltaggio. Yeah, it is. Wow. Don the Voltage. Don Voltaggio. Voltage, Voltaggio. Exactly. Holy You'll shit. You'll see it. Uh, wow. And they were like, there was just this one line where he was like, so you got uh, all these people making all this money. And his words were, you got the bread guys and the gas guys just cleaning up. And I was like, who? Okay, I get gas. Like, you could refer to Exxon and Shell as sure. the gas guys. Who's big bread? Meyer who's Lansky. Bringing, <laughs> who's bringing, bringing home, like, the big bucks? I just love the comparison of, like, I guess bread and gas. Or I got to put it musts. on Voltaggio. They're a must. You got to buy the bread. You got to right? buy the gas. I guess if it's a rep. I'll tell you who's making money. It's the Bustello Pillsbury? people. Oh, Don ahead. Pillsbury, big bread. Don Pillsbario. Ooh, that's the behind the scenes. That's the Martin Martin King. <laughs> who's big bread? Martin King is big church money. <laughs> church. <laughs> Brought to you by big church. That is the Catholic church. <laughs> Church. Oh yeah, Go so ahead. Don Voltaggio wanted to compete with Big Bread and Big the Big Bass, Big Gas guys. Uh, there was this awesome part where they were like t- when they were comparing California gas to yeah. Arizona iced tea, and they were like, "How can they do it with these corn syrup prices?" I was like, oh, it's "Got my finger on the corn syrup futures, corn syrup and futures." Also, yeah, isn't that the cheapest shit? Isn't that all we make? All it's of made our out arable of, like, the land corn cobs. is. For corn, for shitty inedible corn. Right. So don't tell me that corn syrup prices are through the roof. That is a scam. You heard it here first. Here's the false equivalency equivalency of this false equivalency. Arizona iced tea is to gas prices as the jerk practice podcast is to the Metropolitan Opera. <laughs> like they are yes, so exactly it's so opposite. There is a, the chasm between the two is. Somebody fit a, fit a is not going to make a decision between going to uh, Ripardo, I don't know any operas, Voltaggio the opera, yeah. versus listening to a JP pod. Just like nobody's going to go, I'm going to go a gallon less on the old Hyundai. I got to buy these Arizonas. I gotta, oh, it's 99 cents. I'm buy two. <laughs> I got to get a sixer of the uh, health tonic. Which I drank a few times when I was really hungover because it said tonic. I'm a rube. <laughs> I did too. It's just, it's it's so just ginger ale with fucking Angostura bitters in it. Arizona. Like, it so much worse. Arizona drinks. It had a guy running on it. You in shouldn't a, in a, a you, medical cross. Yes, the cross is what I'm thinking. But it's a turquoise <laughs> cross. It's a fucking rube. That is like if – one, you can't drink it too fast because you'll get sick. Two, if you don't drink it fast enough – the bottom third of an Arizona can yeah. is hard. Dip to a dipstick get into that. That sucker is thick. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's re-refine the bottom third and kick it into the indie corn syrup market. Oh my god. Bootleg corn syrup. Got a gag loose. Uh, You'll anyways, gag loose. They, which is like so then he goes on to talk about like, well then I decided I want to make a drink. But I had to compete with the big boys, and you know this listed like PepsiCo, Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. The one that blew me away it was Keurig Dr Pepper. Is a company. A I was like, two things that I love. Did not know they were the same monstrous entity. 
That's interesting. Keurig. So right? Dr. Pepper got in the Keurig game because it was the – Who's on the, top? Is it Keurig or DP? What do you think? Oh, it's definitely Keurig because uh, Dr. Pepper got a inside scoop on a hack the wrong soda company found out about it because Jesse showed me there's like an article on if you mix like black cherry and a root beer seasonings for your Keurig – it tastes just like Dr. Pepper. And Dr. <gasps> Pepper went, we got in the gun game, gum game <laughs> and dominated late 80s, early 90s. Like, fuck, we're oh, going to get gum. taken that by two flavors. Gum. We're 25 flavors, bitch. Or doc, 23, Jordan, whatever amount of flavors it is. And they got that tiny Dr. Pepper guy, Diet Dr. Pepper guy. Oh, Lighten yeah. up the charts. What a gig, man. What a gig. <laughs> So I'm amazed Arizona, this Don Voltaggio is, is slowly a, getting up to King Senior status. He is. Arizona they, could have sold to the Coca-Cola company 20 years ago. They they do over $4 billion in business. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. And it's just him. They have their sons. own fucking – they're right next to the Pepsi cooler. It's all Arizona yeah. cooler. Yeah. And most people go to Arizona because it's slightly bigger. Yeah, they just do fucking $4 billion in business. But this phrase is what got me. And I was like, I can't wait to tell Hans this. Because I was like, why would you phrase the sentence this way? So they do over $4 billion in business. And then the sentence was, placing them amongst the thousand richest people in the world. Ah, top thousand, huh? <laughs> Come on, just, just say they made $4 billion. Rube like me, I'm like, must be right after Bill Gates. Four, is that four billion annually? Yeah, make four billion dollars annually in fucking crummy tea. It's tea. It's leaves and water. It is real bad. And corn, expensive corn syrup, for God's sakes. I love that business model, though. He should never change it. It should be ninety nine no. cents in the year twenty eighty five, because if you can't be satisfied with four billion dollars annually, mm-hmm. with being yeah. as Sam Adams comfortable, so you don't get bought out by some you know, schlep like Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Why fucking change what's working? Because I promise no. you, Casey, if yeah. you go into a bodega as a New Yorker, which I'm not, as a through and through, yeah. always, and you see Arizona iced tea for a dollar five, you are fucking never buying it again. Done. You oh, burn yeah. that store to the well, ground. And that was in the article. The big thing was is that they, because they print the price on the can. Mm-hmm. It can't, it can't ebb and flow. It can't go up or down. The retailer can't sell it for a buck five. They got to sell it for ninety nine cents because it's on the can. But then that references this pat, which I this next part is like just gives me the giggles because it reminds me because that's what Coke did. Nickel Cokes. That's they said you'll never get a Coke for more than a nickel. Okay. And then I guess Coke farmed out their formula to yeah. other bottlers. Mm-hmm. And then those bottlers paid for glass bottles. So basically, it took Coke like a hundred years to finally crush all these little mom and pop things so they could raise the price. They were so pissed they committed to the nickel. Ugh. And then it was no, because then they made Coke machines that only took nickels. Oh. So basically, Coke had to outweigh time. That's big zinc right there. To ride. To like change their price model. What's amazing about that 
as if Coca-Cola was still a nickel. People already drink it more than water, but it I don't think, I think water drink. would exist and they would be making probably as much if not more because nickels uh, with the gas prices today I'm just going to stay home and drink cokes. <laughs> I'm going to invent a bike that runs on coke. Right. By the way, that bike is just me pedaling faster because I drank so many cokes. nickel cokes. You'll slow down eventually. <laughs> You'll slow down by bedtime. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so then that was the big the thing that they're like ninety nine cents. But then they talked about the ninety nine rule, the nine rule. And so we just $100. talked about like, is that point ninety nine? Do you are you that guy? Do you fall for that? Because that was their big thing was like people won't pay an even buck, but if you drop it one cent. They'll put that that saw buck over. I will pay an even. I'm I'm gonna pay an even buck. I was uh, round up as long as there's no tax because I wouldn't even ask for the penny back. I just put my dollar down. Give me my straw, my long straw for my Arizona. Yeah, which some See, bodegas only have that, short straws. Like, Ninety nine cent thing. I always round like up two dollars regardless of what the price is. I like if believe nineteen ninety nine. I'm like I'm paying twenty two bucks for this. Right. I believe. That the 99, if it works for a lot of people, like obviously it does because they still do it. I think I'd almost rather, I'd be more deceived if instead of 29.99, they put it uh, at 30, uh, uh, if instead of 29.99, it was 32.59 and then, or 32.20 because, or, what am I trying Whatever. to say? Uh, I'd rather see the exact price with the tax incorporated mm-hmm. at yeah. an even number. So I'd I'd pay an extra dollar or whatever, so it would just yeah. be even because it'd be so easy. Right. I guess like everything's all. You pay for an Arizona with a. You get a bad look if you pay for an Arizona with an Apple Pay. Don't even try it. <laughs> Don't even try well, it that, because that machine's rigged up to that guy's laptop underneath the thing. Oh, so Voltaggio numbers. I wonder what kind of, we got to do a deep dive into Don Voltaggio because I bet his investments are wild. Fucking insane. The way he's that Arizona ice tea mansion, which I'm sure is in Florida or something. I bet yeah. he doesn't live in Arizona. Where'd the name oh, yeah, come no. from? I think that, uh, they talked about they. I don't know if they've they they've subsequently visited Arizona, but it's one of those things. It's like Outback that was made oh. by a bunch of guys in Florida who watch Crocodile Dundee and they're like, "Yeah, people like Australia." It's the design. So thing. he right. was like turquoise the, the aesthetic. It's tea. I wanted to make a tea. I want to mm-hmm. compete with Big Lipton, Big whatever the other one was, Real Tea or whatever. Simply, simply that was the big one they keep mentioning. Oh, that's right. I um uh he I'm, was like Arizona sounds like a place that's calming and herbal and it's hot. Just like the uh, can gets you need a drink. real quick. You need a drink. I oh, yeah. uh, I will go. I will stand by putting a can of iced tea brisk or whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. on a list of Lipton? banned brisk? beverages. It is so sweet. It is hard. You no, know what else goes you. on that list? Sunny Delight when they were in cans for a long time. You, I, I don't want to buy a 12-pack of Sunny Delight. In the same I case. I have shed my ruby shell, rubiness shell, because when we were in high school, I totally fell for the brisk advertising. Oh, yeah. The fucking Sinatra, and it's of cold course. and chilly and looks refreshing. Next day at school, thirsty, don't want to crunch a dew, actually thirsty, 
such a rube. I should have just drank fucking water, but water's gross. Of course. So I drop that 50 cents in, get a brisk lemon. Ready? Oh, the lemon. It's so gross. Just suck. You should just suck the syrup out of the Coke bib. It's just thick. Um, you were yeah, going to mention Sunny Delight. No, thanks. Don't like it. You were going to mention going from Don Voltaggio, which folks we will hear more about. Oh, this yeah. is they a... had the family picture of him and his sons who run the company. Yeah. He's getting up there. He has that very mafioso look. That family picture should just be called fucking cocaine, man. Oh, I love you know, that. those boys, you could throw a tiny boomerang through that nose. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, In that's where the investment the goes. Other. No you... soft palate. You got four Once billion. the Don goes down, I'm calling it. That company oh. getting sold to simply. Damn. Or it'll be like ancient Rome where they split it in half. And I, the empire is in two and half goes to brisk and half goes to simply. I feel like Don Voltaggio is fucking he's going to he's going to look through his kids eyes into their soul. And if right, he has like any inkling, any inkling that they're gonna sell he's shutting it down down. he'll burn the company down nary in arizona arizona burning arizona burning yep it's last act from this hospital bed oh man this match now even better throws a empty can of arizona watermelon but it's full of gas yeah that's what they're doing in ukraine right now (laughs) because they need containers and those are only 99 cents and probably (laughs) flammable (laughs) just that Vas is das Heltonic? Borat enhances wounds. Yeah, and the hot health tonic. It's like it's pouring the, the ants oil, and the right? bugs just crawling oh, just in your wounds because it's there. all sugar. Uh, speaking of just sugar, Anyways. ants, bugs, new do flavor you sent me. Is it hot yes. Cheetos flavor? What is it? It's flaming hot lemon. Can't wait to try it. I don't know if you'll if it'll make it. Columbus is one of those weird test cities. Come on, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to make it to the larger market. I do not like the sound of that. It's just like Buffalo Wild Wings. They have like a like a, like a few companies like Baja Blast originally. You had to go to Taco Bell to get it. And then KFC oh, right. came out with a sweet tea Mountain Dew where you had to go to KFC to get it. But they left it in that market thing you're talking about, so I couldn't uh-huh. get it. And now Buffalo Wild Wings has their own Dew. Which is like a blackberry jam inspired do. Is it frowned upon for for a vegan just to roll into a BW3s and be like, I'm just here for a large drink? I have no shame. So I know you don't, but I'll spit on the floor as I leave. <laughs> Meat is murder. Thanks well, for the do. I mean, I if any any maybe self respecting vegan, but I heard Buffalo Wild Wings is unveiling a vegan wing. So the company that is responsible for the mass slaughter of factory farm chickens, I'm sure. I'll be sitting right next to old fat winger, like whoever's (laughs) sucking down wings. And I don't know if you've been into a Buffalo Wild Wings, but they play 80s music videos on the wall. Really? So you just get – sports are on or did they just say sports are no go? I I didn't see any sports. I just saw music videos. I'm sure they must. Cool. So you just get absorbed and you're like, well, All you got to do is throw some old cartoons in the mix. Mm-hmm. I'm eating wings every day. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and suck down vegan wings all day. Side of french fries. Sorry. I have no Give me more. Another do, please. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure. Sh- straw? It's empty. 
And there's vegans out there that would consider me non-vegan because I believe it's not confirmed. There's only like four sugar refineries in the um, uh, Western Hemisphere, and three out of the four of them still use bone char to filter and whiten their processed sugar. So oh, when I wow. eat an Didn't Oreo, that. that technically probably use i'm sure i'm sure the well you'd think bone char is more expensive but probably not because the other one's probably charcoal I so mean, if i'm you're getting eat, down to that molecular level some you people do i don't means that you consume meat because we are just sacks of fucking gases that interact yeah. with sacks of gas we're tony and, skin sacks yeah tony sack of guts episode. yeah so organs tony sack of organs and i'm also uh some vegans would spit on my chest because i believe that if it's secondhand and already used like i got a pair of uh, sweet old cowboy boots but they were sure. gifted to me and they weren't yeah. like bought like new uh sure. or if i go to a thrift store and there's like a something like a sweet old something made out of i'm not gonna wear a fur coat obviously unless it's sure. yeah unless it's unless you know, it's cool Real co- something ex- ex- endangered <laughs> Unless it has an actual lion's mane. But, like, if there's a, a cool fucking actual old, like, leather jacket that's fucking probably been worn by, you know, one of Kennedy's mistresses. I'll put that on. Like, what am I going to do? So, sure, I think that's what's even... The alternative? It gets thrown in the garbage or you sell it and make money off of it. But then also it's like, you're making money off of it. Just fucking not... Just use it. it it's The animal's already gone. It's been done. Honor, honor the sacrifice. Unfortunately, it was made for fashion, but hey. Well, here's the here's the flip side of it. If I want to be a douchebag and make an argument, which I'll argue here, say I can either buy this old leather jacket from a Goodwill that's had a lot of uses and it now has a renewal on life, or I can go to whatever you know, insert those shitty fashion stores in New York or a Wilson's Leather. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I'm sorry, I don't even want to go with leather. I can go to a place that sells synthetic leather jackets or something. And then you have fucking Taiwanese sure, sweatshop uh, abuse. Labor. Yeah, sweatshop labor. And they're having to make a new product which creates carbon emissions, uh, sure. obviously in in equality um, work, which is a weird dynamic, right? Because there's yeah. also the fact oh, yeah. that kind of it's created a system we don't need mm-hmm. to get into where that work yeah. becomes necessary to right. survive, which is awful. Not getting into it. Anyways, what am I talking about? Oh, veganism. Anyways. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love a good – like as soon as Arby's comes out with place. their vegan Big Montana, their Vegtana, oh, I will oh, eat I'll, I'll get, so I'll eat some Vigtanas. many Vegtanas. I will oh, be God. sick for days. Days. Good I, sick though. Oh, I cannot the, the, wait. The sickness of joy. Mm. And they'll – they I if I were marketing, if I were Johnson & Mir – Arby's big campaign is like kind of what Carl's Jr. Hardy's did. Hardy's did it where like we're the unhealthiest of unhealthy and we wear that hat. We're chauvinists, so we have bikini-clad women eating saucy burgers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Arby's is like uh, there's a new trend in plant-based. We're the meatiest of meats. So if I were marketing, I'd go, you guys fucking created the best persona to now offer – a plant-based option for your gross meat option. Gross meaning, not because meat gross meaning it's I fast got food. It. Johnson Mir, you put a big old carrot 
on that meat slicer. Right. Yeah. And what falls out is the fucking meatiest oh, slices that of is perfect. That's perfect. Big, big Montana. There you, you go. Just, Done. Lock you just it think in. Of that? Just I love uh, it. we were just as we were talking. Who do you put on the slicer? Celeb wise, because you got to sell with a little sizzle. Oh, uh, 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 Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a, a sauce splatter apron. Like she's, it looks like she's working in the grimiest butcher shop on the planet. Casey. But you she, just got carrots hanging, peppers hanging. But she's She looks also, like Leatherface, but it's Charlize Theron. Well, she's in Eileen Warno's garb. <laughs> she's back in character. It's called back. You get a copy of Monster with every... Big Montana meal. And a volleyball. <laughs> just, you know, we're going we're going the other way. Volleyball, they did basketball. That's it. I guys RB Charlie's their own volleyballs. Oh man. I've already got oh fucking you mentioned I'm moving to New York first time mentioning it on the podcast. Super oh, excited. Shit, the fucking gas. I'm thank God Arizona iced tea is ninety nine cents, folks. Anybody out there's listening, I know some, we got some NYC listeners. If you got a beat, give it to me. Casey, the dadness in me, it's gotten so extreme that the dad's been beaten out of me. I'm not dejected or anything, but you remember my old apartment in LIC, right? Cool oh, yeah. one bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Love the location. Yeah. I was paying sixteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And even for that location at the time, it was like, oh, that's a good deal. That fucking right, that last place you had further yeah. down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11th and 37th corner. Avenue. Yeah. For those of you not listening, it's just an area of Queens. Kind of a cool up-and-coming area. Mm-hmm. Now it's just up. Those same places, Casey. What If you're a betting man, if I wanted to get a, a one-bedroom on the same block right God. now, which is four years later, what are they listing at right now? Fuck. I'm trying to think. Because it's going to – I don't want to double it, but I'm going to say three. Try four. Try four. Four? Four. Shit, I should have doubled it, and I would have fucking been closer than I was. God damn. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. That is fucking nuts. That was a cool apartment, but – No. Not a 4K, dog. Fuck no. And and realtors are as COVID gun-shy as you felt – anybody be because there was a rent moratorium and they didn't get like whoever Cuomo sure. fucking sucked up that slush fund that was supposed to go to the landlords oh, who yeah. were getting villainized while they were like, look, I'm not going to kick anybody. Some of them are obviously I'm not going to defend a landlord, but yeah. the, like the, the, some people were like, yeah, these people aren't paying rent and they don't have to, but I'm yeah. not getting this money that you promised me to keep their lights on. Or they're water hot yeah. because I have to pay. This sounds pro landlord, it's not. But now, anyways, what they are now, and realtors it's are a like, little pro. You need to make fifty times the rent, and it's like, so I need for this shitty apartment in say Astoria, like you need to confirm that I make a hundred. No, you need to make like a oh, yeah, fifty times. You gotta make like one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Holy fuck! Depending on the thing, you guys do the math, but it's. It's a lot. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Like, at that point, I was going to say, maybe I'm a little pro-landlord because it's, at least it's a person with a face and not some corporate accountant that you send oh, your yeah, check yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, at this point, it sounds like they're both equally fucking evil. 
So I'm certainly not discouraged because we find the diamonds in the rough and uh-huh. you know yeah. and people that have lived in anywhere that rent. You basically rent the month prior unless you got the hookup. Yeah. So it's not technically yeah. May and we're moving June 1st. So – but it is like when you see that, you're like, fuck. Um, that so I, is madness. 100K is what they're like you got to prove. Yeah. Jesus. But Meg starts a new job in June as – uh ken burns assistant and i'm a traveling salesman for microsoft it's like i'm (laughs) come on we we know what we're doing here folks don't fuck around uh so yeah that shifted like the price is from the dad just to like (laughs) you like what do you want me to say because at that point it's that that is abstraction yes like that is that's the word close to reality exactly you can't be discouraged by it because you're like that's madness that's like asking for me the for me to put down gold bars as my fucking first month's rent. Yeah. <laughs> it, Good luck. It shifts from discouragement to like a motivator because now you just look and you go, oh, all right. So, well, this is in the same – you find the diamonds, right? Sure. Because not probably, everywhere is that. Right. No, it can't be. It just be. so happens that that area exploded and was in the process of exploding while we lived there. Yeah. So you and just then, scoot a few blocks the other way. If Where you, normal people still live. If this was in our even, you know, because this has happened post-COVID, like making this decision, but like um, uh, talking to people like Meg's cousin Colin lives in New York. Like mm-hmm. when COVID was hitting, that yeah. same thing I'm telling you about, that's like 4000 were like a thousand, you know, so low, lowest prices, yeah. rentals yeah, yeah. been in New York in since that sure. since Harding, since an Ohio man yeah. was in office. <laughs> um I'm this is cool talking about promos. I have this is a thirty gig SD card. Yeah. And I have four minute three minutes and fifty three seconds left on it because right. I haven't formatted it. So that's how much potting we've done, folks. I, we just posted for you those of you listening mm-hmm. and you haven't seen your feed, all of our episodes are up. Not just the oh, latest amazing. 100. For... So we have like 250 something episodes available. Go back to the beginning and then cut us some slack because we were learning what we're doing, right? Yeah, uh, I remember for the that first, first. The second we episode like... fucking crushes, in my opinion, not to be an ego. The first one, give us a taste. Well, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what's supposed to happen. We, we left it going, Hunt, you got a big editing job. And I posted it and I was like, no, I don't. It's all <laughs> there. <laughs> Uh, what else was I gonna say? Oh, but it's good because I got a Casey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a twenty cash. Qu- uh, also, cold tag. Everybody, listen. Jerk, fan of the pod, Doctor uh, Chestnut Worthers. Okay. He made Chestnut a fucking Werther. song for us based so on good. us our Space is Gay episode, and it fucking crushes. So we love so him good. for that. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, so cool. I'll, DJ, I'll just say DJ in case he. Has a job, <laughs> we'll fucking Google search him. I was gonna. say. I can't be associated. To I don't know. I'm so, a new episode's posting today, folks. That doesn't matter to you because you're not listening. I posted a week ago. Listen, you to this. enjoyed it already. You loved it. I was gonna start the episode, but I didn't. By the way, welcome to the Jerk Press Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. Let's do this one thing. Edit. One edit. One edit. Let's do this thing before I get the thing. We can't linger. I'm getting the finger. Let's make it legit. I'm going to get the digit. 
Let's roll. I got a date for my butthole. Let's have funs before I open the buns. This one was a humdinger. I've got a big finger coming. And where was it? Uh, where Where's the last one? Oh, uh, humdinger. Let's make it right. Let's roll. Uh, wait. I love you. Fucked up. Hold on. Let's do this thing. Got the thing. My notes! My notes got fucked up. <laughs> Let's see. And it was such a hot ender. Uh, wait. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it, because soon I won't be able to poo out or sit. <laughs> hey! Hold it off. Boo! Uh, what, for those of you out there, what, what do you vote I got coming for an hour? In an hour. That's oh, now. Yes. Oh, I got the they prostate zap, maybe. Because sometimes I feel like I got to pee, but PX. I can't. So I need some saw palmetto pills. Been or... there, done that. So it's going to be. Nothing uh... beats the look in a man's eyes when you're like, he just, he looks at you and says, I, I don't know what to tell you. There's nothing wrong with you. I think you pulled the muscle. Oh, yeah. That's po- I hope so. But also I saw just, a urologist. He, <laughs> he leaves the cash on the dresser. You got a hernia. Good luck with that later in life. So I'm going to have to go in and probably get a transvaginal mesh or something put in. (laughs) And then I can sue with the mesothelioma people. There we go. You you want a bunk hernia so you can get that cash money. That's right, baby. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Five, four, three, two, one. Here come my buns. Here comes (laughs) Moon River. Paul Robeson. (laughs) jerk practice jerk practice sketch boys love to reminisce yeah smarty pants scientists tell you stars are only burning gas but i know that they're holes in god's floor scientists Do-do-do-do.